What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Multiverse Monologues, the podcast show where we like to travel across the multiverses and fandoms that we love to talk about the movies and shows that accompany those universes. Today, we are traveling to a new universe, one that we have not discussed before previously on this podcast. It takes place in a small town of Hawkins, and as Vecna would have it, also the Upside Down, to discuss the latest season of Stranger Things and the legacy that this show was really starting to leave behind because I think it's definitely producing something special, but I'm not here to talk about this show alone. Here with me, as always, is a diehard Stranger Things fan. It's the man who's been with me since the beginning. It's, of course, Mr. Ethan Wensloff. Ethan, how are you doing? I'm doing awesome. I'm super glad to be talking about Stranger Things on the podcast for the very first time. And I've I've got my baseball bat with the nails on the end, my Molotov cocktails, and I'm ready to jump into the Upside Down and take down Beckna myself. Let's go. I love the enthusiasm. And also joining us is a first-time guest. It's Sabrina Anderson. Bree, how are you doing today? I'm doing great. I'm also honored to be here on the podcast. I've been waiting for an invite for a little while now, so thank you guys. No, listen, um, absolutely. You, for, We've <laughs> had a lot of discussions, and while everyone's at a youth group, it's like we've had a lot of discussions about Stranger Things, and you have literally put so much interesting th- – you've had some of the most interesting – thoughts on this show and we couldn't not have you on this show to talk about Stranger Things season four absolutely but uh, before we get into it make sure to subscribe to our YouTube channel where clips of the podcast go up every week along with a lot of cool videos but if you want access to these podcasts early for Marvel Universe or anything else uh, they're up on Spotify and Apple Podcasts pretty much right as soon as uh, they we get done here or as soon as I choose to you know upload them but you know that would uh, a review on any of those sites would be greatly appreciated but uh, guys Let's open our portal to the Upside Down and head over to the Stranger Things universe. you guys far from Hawkins because I thought you'd be safe a war is coming I'm afraid your friends at Hawkins are very much in the eye of the storm Yes, we are here to talk about Stranger Things for the fourth season, and this is, I don't know if I would say it's the best season of Stranger Things, we're going to talk about it, but it has certainly been, I would say, probably the most talked about season of Stranger Things since season four. I think the director came out and said that the very last finale, the two and a half hour special that they released, had more special effects than all of season three combined. So this is, this is kind of the scale that we're dealing with here for Stranger Things. So, but before we get into it and we give our thoughts on the season as a whole, but especially these last uh, two episodes, I want to see where you guys are at as fans of this show, because it's been running since 2016. So I want to know when you guys started your journey with Stranger Things, was it when the show premiered or was it kind of during like along the ride? And Ethan, I want to start with you. Where, where did you start with Stranger Things? 
Well, I started wherever it started at season one uh, that I'm not sure how long it was on Netflix before I decided to watch it. But yeah, season one was the only season on Netflix. I watched it and I think I watched the whole season in probably two days. And it was it was a great binge and just the the mystery element to it and the the characters that they established and the world they were building was just so fun. And I, I fell in love with it right there. Because that's the one thing that really gets you with this show. And across all of this spanning, like it's a D&D parody kind of of itself. The monsters, the plot and everything like that. It, it could be considered like a small D&D adventure pretty much. But it's the characters that you really connect with. All four of those boys, or I guess three of those boys at the start. Because they're going to find Will. And then they meet Eleven, and who's super interesting. And then Hopper, who is like... I, personally my favorite character but just the way they expand it and i mean it's it's just so good but uh brie where did you start with stranger things um i also started at season one uh it had been on netflix for a little bit and i kept meaning to watch it everyone was telling me it was so good and i think it took me like three tries to get through the first episode because mm -hmm. i was busy and i kept like watching it and getting distracted or like finishing it and then like it would be like three weeks later and I was like I gotta start it over because I don't remember what happened and then I like I liked it I just it took me forever to actually like get that season going and then from there I've been following it well, fairly close since then dang I look like a chump I, I well okay so I my parents really were kind of against the idea because my dad watched it and he was like because, I mean, he he grew up during that time. And it's weird seeing, like, I don't know if it is for your parents, but for my parents, when they're watching it, like, I watched the eighth episode with my dad, and he's, like, pointing out stuff that, like, he owned as a kid. Like, as a, as a parent, this has got to be the coolest experience, just watching this show from your childhood or made for your childhood. But for me, guys, I started in season two. Like after season two premiered and it loser for like two months. I know. I, I Big know fan. it was, no, it was bad, but I loved it. Like I binge season. I, I was season one was a small binge, like three days. I think it took me. And then I, I picked up season two and it was, I, I thought they were both really, really good. And then um, the third season for me kind of tapered off a little bit, but I mean, I watched season four. I mean, it was a premiere, like this was premiere premiere television and i think the, the the moment i got hyped for it was when they released the third trailer with uh journeys uh separate ways that trailer really got me into it and i was like the sense of scale that you feel with this season alone was a step above the last three because the first yeah. one i mean you have they're just rescuing will and then it keeps escalating from there ethan yeah, we were sleeping on this whole season. The So May 27th was the day in everyone's head. We were getting Top Gun and, of course, the Kenobi premiere. So no one was really talking about Stranger Things, and it came out of nowhere. I mean, just last month, I was looking at my walls. I have tons of posters on my walls, and I had three Stranger Things posters. And, unfortunately, I, I took them all down to make space for other posters. And that's a big regret I have right now because this this season was fantastic. It was, it was, and so I want to kind of, I, I want to kind of rank the seasons and and see where you guys are at as fans because I think for a lot of us, season one is like really where it where it peaks, and then for a lot of people, I think it kind of tapers away. Don't get me wrong, there's fans, but I want to know where you guys would rank each of the seasons, and now especially with season four, 
you know, well and truly behind us, I want to see where you guys would put season four. And Bree, I'll start with with you on this one. What is your least favorite? And then go from there. Because I mean, okay. there's just four, but which one did you not like the most? So I think my least favorite had to be season two. I felt mm-hmm. like the plot line felt very similar to season one without raising the stakes that much like it was just the mind flayers after will and it's a little bit bigger than the demogorgon and then they had that whole weird plot line with the sister i saw someone online describe it like a knockoff x-men plot that they were trying to introduce and i was like yeah i liked the the 80s horror vibe it was really creepy with that first season and i just kind of felt like they lost that momentum because they started going I don't know. I I really did not like that plot line with the sister. I was so mm-hmm. bored of that. Um, so that would have to be my least favorite. Yeah. And okay. So then, and then what would be, well, okay. So I'm going to say this, where would you put season four? Is season four your favorite or is oh, it gosh. like, which one would be, would you think is your favorite? I, think I think I would put yeah. season four really, really closely behind season one i just Mm. don't think that you're ever going to be able to match that fun of the mystery of the first season because nobody knew what was coming there Mm. was no way to guess at it that it was these creatures from an alternate dimension and all this stuff and so just like the the excitement of not knowing what was coming made it really good and like Mm -hmm. genuinely like creepy as you were watching it because you were like i actually just don't know what's going to happen I remember sitting in my room and watching the, the when Joyce puts up the lights across the wall in season one, and she was like, "This is how I can communicate." And then, wh- what is it? Is it is it run? Does it spell run in there? I'm I'm blanking on it, but it's something crazy. And I remember just feel like feeling this sense of so much unease on that mm-hmm. scene. And it, I think you hit the nail on the head there. Yeah, we didn't that know. Scene where, yeah. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. The no, scene where it yeah hits it takes Barb in the the opening scene of episode two of that season like sat with me for days i was like wow this took like a huge shift from like fun kind of creepy mystery to like holy crap i just watched this teenager get brutally murdered by something we haven't seen yet like and she's screaming and i was like oh my gosh okay this is like scary now like I don't know if that makes me sound like a big baby because I really don't watch horror movies all that much. So I'm sure there's worse out there, but. Well, I think just by season four alone, I think it takes it up a notch for scary, especially like the gore aspect. Yes, because the gore was. <laughs> this was like, this was on another level. Like the when Vecna would take control of them and their body would start to like discombobulate. Oh my gosh, it was, it was bad. But yeah. Ethan, I want to know what's your least favorite season. Well, I I guess you could go four, three, two, one. But what's your least favorite? I got I got to agree with Bree. I think season two. It, well, I think that there isn't a, a bad season of Stranger Things. I think season two definitely would be the weakest one. Like she said, the plot was kind of the same. I mean, we we got introduced to Max in that season, but she wasn't really my favorite. And then I, I love the whole Halloween vibe. That was all fun. But yeah, like the the side plot with the sisters and 11 leaving it just really puts the whole season into a screeching halt and actually i got to say my i think first watch season 1 is hard to beat it's hard to beat cuz just the the mystery element of it and learning the world for the first time meeting these characters for the first time you have no idea what to expect or what's happening but i think rewatching it i actually place it as my third favorite season 
Oh, I wow. am. Yes. I, I was telling everyone when season three came out, I'm a massive season three fan. I think the the fun energy of it and just the the whole Starcourt mall of it all, I mm-hmm. think it's so fun. And really, my my favorite character in the show is, is Steve Harrington. And I love seeing his progression through the season. I think in season three, he's in his best form of himself. So I love having Steve Harrington run around. But yeah, my number one season, it's got to be, it's season four, man. It No season has hit me the way this season has hit. The emotions I felt, I mean, come on, episode four, yeah. running up that hill. I was going crazy when Max was running from Vecna. I, I haven't felt that way in a while while watching something. And immediately when that episode ended, I was like, man, that, that was a good episode of television. They really closed the door. I think the finale of season four, uh, they did a few things wrong, but man, I, I think the execution of it all is just really good. Yeah, you said Steve Harrington was your favorite character. I would totally agree with that. Steve is Steve is my man, but Bree, what would you say is your favorite character? Oh gosh. Um I think at the end of the day, we stand Nancy over here. Um, gotta love a queen, like little Nancy Drew vibe going on. Yes, and yes. then she's also constantly strapped with like sawed off shotgun. Shotgun. Like, she doesn't mess around. And I'm, I'm here for that. I, I love her style and the way she, uh, the way she's really the brains behind the operation. Like, let's just be honest. You're not yep. getting anywhere without <laughs> Nancy. So nope. And I think Dustin is also a good runner, oh, yes. too. He's a fantastic character. And I think MVP for me this season has to be Sadie Sinks, Max. Mm. I thought they did a fantastic job with her this season. I didn't. I was not a fan of her character until this season. But, man, I, I really enjoy her now. I feel like she had some of the best acting this season. Oh, just yeah. with some of those moments with her, you were like, I really, I really feel it, like, it kind of stopped feeling like a TV show. You're like, man, that, that hit hard. That felt real. Well, her, she had a lot of good scenes. And then I think the new character they introduced, Eddie Munson also was a really great standout performance. And I say, I I say this, I mean, obviously if you're listening to this, there's spoilers, but I'm going to, I'm about to spoil something major. So if you haven't seen it, click off. I don't know how you're still listening to it, but I I wish I had it. uh, I know. I say was a great character because he is brutally killed off in the season finale, but not, I mean, he sacrifices himself in the most epic way. He rocks out metal to, oh, what's the song by Metallica? Master of Puppets. Master of Puppets. Thank you, Bree. Yes. (laughs) Johnny, actually, he was at Half Price Books yesterday and he just bought the vinyl Master of Puppets. They had it there. And I was like, you had to get it before it went up in price after this. You know it is. (laughs) Oh, totally. Eddie Eddie was, I think, my MVP this season. Because mm. I, I I always will love Steve. I'm always a dust. I really do like Nancy as well. But Eddie was really like I really connected with Eddie this season. I didn't run away this time, right? No, 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 no. You didn't run. You're gonna have to look after those little sheep for me, okay? No, you're gonna do that yourself. Nah, man. Say I'm gonna look after them. 
say it. I'm, I'm gonna look at I think it's my year, Anderson. I think it's finally my year. I love you, Dad. They really threw you off with it because Duff Brothers were saying that you're going to get big deaths in the season. And it really felt like they were going in a different direction because in past seasons, they built up characters and then killed them off in the same season. So I really thought Eddie was in it for season five and we were going to get a main character killed off. But so it was really disappointing to see see him go. But I, I am glad my boy Steve survived. I'll say that. That is, I, I would have been devastated if Steve had died. I don't think you can take the single mom out of the group just yet. <laughs> the single mom being Steve, that's beautiful. Well, so let's talk about that because where did that report come from? There was a report that went around that the Duffer brothers said that there was going to be five major character deaths accompanying these last two episodes of part two of Stranger Things 4. And so did five, did we get five deaths? I mean, you had Brenner. That, Brenner I feel died, like yes. he counts as a major death. He I, was I agree. pretty big. Yep. Even though he was a villain, like, he he counts. Max died for a minute. Max died I, for yeah. a minute. But does I mean, that she's really like, count? You know? It made me cry, so I think it did his job. <laughs> well, okay, that's absolutely... Her, like, pleading, I'm not ready to die yet. Yeah, that... And, like, Lu Lucas, his... I'm blanking on the actor's name right now, but he did a fantastic job. I mean, both of them did at selling that emotion right there. I've never been like more like my, th my face was so disturbed when she was like pleading. I'm not ready to die yet. I don't want to go. I can't see or feel. I, I, <laughs> it was hitting me so hard at that point. But I think a lot of people have criticized the Duffer brothers and it's a, I don't know if I see the criticism so well, because I'm really excited to go into season five with everyone here. But they're them not being committed to killing off any anyone. Because in season two, we've got Bob, played by Sean Austin. He's introduced and then killed off. In season three, we have, oh, I'm blanking on the Russian's name. but Alexi. Alexi. Smirnoff, and Billy. Billy dies. And Billy, yes. Yeah. Two new characters that are killed off. So And then we have, in season four, we have Eddie Munson, who's killed off. This, the main cast of characters has never suffered anything big i mean we we had hopper but they kind of redid that whole deal they let you know that they're still alive like right away yes so is that a good thing is that a bad thing what do you guys think about that i think i definitely think that it's hard for a show to kill off one of their central characters and still keep going in this type of show where you've got that really like tight-knit group that you know let you take steve out of the equation and it really breaks up your group dynamic but it's also not very realistic that two adults and like five teenagers with zero military training have been able to take on like essentially vecna for four seasons now and not none of them have died you're kind of like is vecna that big of a deal like mm. Like, I, I could see, I kind of was expecting this season. Like, I really didn't want them to kill someone off, but I was kind of expecting, like, Max to mm. actually die because I was like, she'd be a hard enough hitting character death without upsetting that dynamic. But I, I could see the criticism for sure. Yeah. 
Well, Ethan, do you have anything to add to that? Are you, are you with that deal or are you, are you happy that the main cast is still together? Obviously, like I'm always down for a good emotional character death, but I'm also on board with seeing people survive. And you are getting this sort of uh, Walking Dead-esque uh, content right now where any new character that comes up, I'm like, man, I don't want to get attached to this person because they're just going to kill them off. There's no point in getting invested. But for some reason, we all got invested in Eddie this season and uh, it left us out to dry. But yeah, I, I do like that they kept uh, the, the core alive and I think it's going to be very interesting to see where they take it in season five. But yeah, Ben, me and you were talking about how this season four was the Infinity War of the Stranger Things seasons. So I was really on board for a more bleak and hopeless ending, kind of like Infinity War was. So I think, so we all watched it as a group together. And one of Sam's critiques was that they do the two days later, they do that time jump. And it really feels like you're taken out of it at the, at the crux of the mm. excitement. And I'm like, yeah, if they had just ended the season right there as Millie Bobby Brown is reaching into Sadie Sink's mind and it just ends, I think that is an, a great ending and leads you right into season five, excited and ready to watch it. Cause I do think it kind of like goes you takes you on a roller coaster where it's this horrible tragedy, this bleak ending, and then they all reunite and it's all happy for about 10 minutes. Then they walk up that hill and it actually isn't happy. So I think they don't need to lift us up there. They can just keep us down the whole time. Yeah, and that's definitely been a criticism because when when you all left and we all got to kind of settle down for this finale, I looked on IMDb to see what the chats were and everyone was super positive, but the one complaint was the two days later and how it cut the emotional value for that. Bree, you weren't with us when we watched it. What did you kind of think of that? Um, I definitely felt like, you know, I would have maybe liked to see the rest of the group responding to Eddie um, not making it, um, maybe some of the initial reactions to Max, but like on the flip side, most of that time was going to be traveling. Like you had Nancy, Steve, Dustin, and Lucas and Max were in Hawkins. And then you had all the adults coming in from Russia. You had everyone else driving in on a van from where were they like Vegas? Like that's just hours of travel time. And so I kind of did make sense to me to give that jump. And then also if I actually think that the strength or the infinity war comparison is really good. Cause I feel like, you know, this season is essentially like volume one season five is volume two, because it's not meant to be, they, they didn't defeat Vecna. They just pushed him back long enough. So like, you have to give your viewers a little bit of a positive when you're talking. It's probably going to be, I don't know if we've had a confirmed release date, but it's probably going to be a long time. Long, so long you don't want to end yeah. it on a total downer and upset everyone and have them, the last thing they remember about your show in the interim is like, wow, I was really sad when we finished it. So like, I, I, I get it from a storytelling and like just a, um, like, I guess, production standpoint or whatever, or marketing or whatever, like you probably want to give people like a little bit. And I mean, they did damage Vecna. Like, I don't think he came out guns blazing like he planned. So they at least bought themselves some time is what I kind of felt was implied. So like, I, I was fine with it. It, it definitely like, I, it was not 
a big enough deal for me. Like I didn't really think much about that time jump until Sam said it. And then I was like, yeah, I guess, but mm. yeah, I, that wasn't my takeaway from the season when it ended. I wasn't thinking about this time jump. I was thinking about all the, the great things that this season gave us and the, the Lord established and how we, we got to meet the big bad of the series from the beginning. It's revealed that it was Vecna. I think that is an awesome twist and just all the character moments we got this season. There's, there's too much good in this season for me to sit here and complain about that time jump. Yeah. And I, 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 I do agree. I didn't really think about it either until the comparison was brought up, but I do think that the reason that people have this complaint is because that the scenes that are shown afterwards don't have as much weight as what we were just experiencing previously two days before. And so you get Robin and I'm blanking on the other character's name, but they're making peanut butter and jelly and it's all happy go lucky. It and Vicky? it's like, yes, Vicky. And it's like, all right, I want to see kind of the aftermath of this, not them making peanut butter and jellies. Like it, it was just a little jarring because my emotional state was not ready to come down to here yet after that. But I do really like the scene with Dustin and uh, Eddie's, is it his father or is it his uncle? uncle? His uncle. Okay. Yeah. And when he kind of tells him about that and he asks, I was with your son and he's like, yeah, where is he? And it's just silent. And it's like, Oh, oh my gosh, I miss you, Eddie. And then the ending, which the score has been absolutely fantastic through, as it always is with Stranger Things. But I'm telling you, the ending with the Stranger Things theme as they look out onto this bleak wasteland. Like, it was something out of a death metal cover. Like, everything was up and, like, the smoke was everywhere. There's something huge. And that was your Infinity War feeling like, whoa, we've got something huge coming for Volume yeah. 5. I just feel like they didn't need to dip us back into hmm. the calmness of the world. I think it is a way more bleak ending if we don't get that that reuniting of everyone this season because that's been a staple of every season so far as they all reunite in the finale and it's this happy, good feeling. But I think I would have preferred it if they didn't all reunite. I think that would have been a, a really good lead up to season five. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like you got to have them reunite, especially because I like going into season five knowing everyone's together because this whole season, I mean, it really was until the last 10 minutes, the whole season was everyone was apart, you know? And so it, they never got back together in like the eight or ninth episode, which I thought was what they were going to do. But it was like, I don't know. They were all just, they all got together at the end, but now we can finally have a finale where they are all together. So I'm really looking forward to that. But I want to know where I want to know what you guys think of where they're going to go because Vecna's not dead, absolutely not. And credits to you, Bree, because we were talking and you correctly predicted that the Mind Flare was not the big bad; it was Vecna from the beginning. And one hundred percent, it's it's his deal. And I really thought his scene at the end before he transforms really into his full Vecna state, where it was kind of yellowish instead of reddish, the upside down, the pre upside down, I guess was really interesting. I became an explorer. An explorer of a realm unspoiled by mankind. I saw a means to realize my potential. To transcend my human form. To become the predator I was always born to be. Oh, 
it was someone to open the door. So was I correct in interpreting that the smoke in the air became that mind flare or was it the smoke? What happened with that? I thought that was the mind flare and from what Vecna was saying was like he came in and he was always meant to like take control of this realm and so he what I walked away from with was this feeling that like he got blasted into this other dimension and then because he's so powerful he just took it over and started molding it into the upside down that we see mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um by season one um he's created that and kind of like enslaved all the creatures that are there and i yeah okay all right okay so i have basically i kind of had that right but brie you have really helped me make sense of everything that has gone on this whole season because it was i mean it is a little confusing i mean totally but i think i if i want to say one great thing about vecna besides he's horrible and I, I can't i mean he's a good villain and he sounds like the season three villain of the flash uh i, I believe it's savitar <laughs> if you remember that it's like the same voice if uh, ethan you know what i'm talking about Dude, I did not watch that much of The Flash, so oh, okay. I, I do not know what you're talking about. Well, if about. you've seen season three of The Flash, basically Savitar is Barry Allen, but before he becomes Barry Allen, he has that, uh, the, the Chrissy voice like that, you know? To be a god, you just have to make people believe you are. He did not make me into this. It totally sounds like that, but the guy they got to play him, number one before that and all the 11 flashbacks, I thought he was great. Like, they casted him perfect. His, like, evil eye look throughout the whole thing was awesome. I think he was great. Yeah, Jamie thought, Bauer. Yeah, Jamie Bauer is his name. He was, I mean, he was great. So I want to say this. If we had one moment to pick out of this, out of these last two, and I, you know what? I'll make it the whole season. If you had one moment to pick out of the whole season, all nine episodes, all, I don't know how many hours of content that we've got, one scene or element that was really your favorite, what would it be? Ethan, I will start with you. Well, you know, anytime that they uh, would play Kate Bush in this season, it hit hard. But none like that first time when you have Max running through you. You still have no idea how Max is going to escape Vecna because Nancy and Robin are figuring out just as we are. And when Robin's like, or was it Nancy? One of the two was like, the. Mu I think it was Robin. Robin figured it out. She's like, the music. You need the music. And they run over. They slap the, the Walkman on her head and she's floating and you have that that song playing as she's running that and you get flashes through all their life that's that's one of my favorite stranger things moments and definitely my favorite in the season i don't know if i've ever seen more youtube covers of kate bush epic orchestral remix of running up that hill i have seen so many of them over and i mean yeah it's all the talk i mean you go on tiktok instagram youtube everyone talks about that scene specifically and we get a scene kind of like that with Kate Bush again with an awesome remix with Hopper. With a little of a Stranger Things theme in there, too. Absolutely. Yeah. I can't wait to hear that. I, I mean, I think I have it saved on my watch later to listen to it. But during that scene, you get a battle sequence between all of the groups. And I think the one I want to highlight the most is Hopper picking up a medieval sword to face the Demogorgon. Are you kidding me? That is so epic. I love that scene so much. But Bree, what would you say is your favorite moment across all of season four? You know, it's 
probably super cliche because I know this is one that a lot of people talk about, but Eddie absolutely shredding on the oh. guitar with all the bats coming in. And I was like, this is just really good TV. Like, it's just really the visuals were great. I was like, I can I can be hyped for this. This is a solid like I could see this being like, you know, years down the road, like one of TV's most iconic moments is Eddie Munson playing Metallica <laughs> in an alternate evil dimension on an RV on a Winnebago. Come on. How the, these are concepts you only get on TV, man. And it, it, I mean, it's why I watch it, but I want to talk, Bree, you brought up the legacy of this show and, and it was like years, years from now, this is what people are going to, and I think this is a show that is going to stand the test of time because it's, already kind of stood the test of time in it's that timeless it is, already yeah it, it is an 80s show made for today's audiences and it connects with it's generational if it if you can find television that's generational it's why star wars is so successful or has been so successful i should say because it's connected with my people my age people way younger than me people way older than me so if you find a show like that and just the way that this show is and i I find myself critiquing a lot of other shows and movies nowadays because of the level of quality that this is at. Like we, so you, Ethan, you said we got Kenobi, we got Top Gun, we got Stranger Things. Beyond My Wildest Dreams was a Kenobi series that came out. It was my most anticipated series. And it was the least, it, I mean, Top Gun and Stranger Things blow Kenobi out of the water. I mean, I don't know if you guys agree with that, but Kenobi was a massive disappointment. Stranger Things shows you, and it's it's a critique of Disney Disney's shows, that you can have... I mean, how much content did they give us? This was, I would say, seven or eight hours of content across... Uh, no, more than that, probably. Over. Each episode was over an hour. Yeah, so... We had I mean, nine episodes. We've got probably 12, 13 hours of content here, and every minute... I am invested. Yeah, the fact that this show can get you to sit down, watch a two-hour episode, and you immediately click to watch the next one is a is a big like compliment to the show and the Duffer Brothers and what they've created. I've never sat down to watch a two and a half hour episode of television. That was that was a full length feature film, and they had me invested from start to finish. And Kenobi couldn't do that in forty minutes, you know. So it's 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 very interesting that Disney has taken some this route with their shows but i think netflix proves that i mean with the right creators and the right direction and i love that the duffer brothers i read an article that they've had a five season plan since the beginning in 2015 so all of this was planned from the start and it's so reassuring and you can and, tell yeah obviously you have changes come along the way like steve was supposed to die in season one and things stick some things don't stick but yeah i think the general idea they've had yeah, and it's and it's been absolutely fantastic. I I I said going into this, I've never had more confidence going into a finale than I have with this. You know, Kenobi, I was so anxious to watch every episode because I was like, oh no, what if they mess it up? I mean, if we count Endgame, I had a good amount of confidence going into that. Okay, yes, abs absolutely true. But I mean, it's just been something very very special that the Duffer Brothers have been able to create here and. Yeah, I think, Bree, you hit the nail on the head. This is going to be something that people remember as one of the greatest shows of all time. If they can stick the landing in season five, 
to pick a different scene because I think Eddie's. I think Bree, you got you hit the nail on the head there. Eddie, that's my favorite scene. But to pick a different scene, I watched the eighth episode with my dad and that ending where they play journey separate ways from the trailer that hit me so hard. And I, I was, I was like, I was so anticipating the next day because when we get to watch the finale, because that scene was so epic, it, you got the sense that it was like, this is the end right here. And then Robin's conversation with Steve, like, I feel like this isn't going to work out for us. You know, I feel like it's just not going to go right. And then obviously Dustin's conversation with, uh, um, Eddie and Eddie says, never change. You, you just got the sense that characters are going to die. They're not going to make it out. I mean, I think the Steve dying was kind of fabricated by the internet. I don't know if they really would have killed Steve off like that, but I was genuinely scared for him. I mean, they gave him some of the most emotional conversations with Nancy. And I mean, let's be honest. They're going to end up together, right? I, they need to, right? Right? Come I mean, on. if I was writing it, I'd put her with Steve because Jonathan took creeper pictures of her. And then some people <laughs> online are like, well, he got shamed for it. And you're like, yeah, but like he took creepy pictures of her. Like no girl is actually going for the guy that took pictures of her undressing through a window. Like that's not normal. I, I know. Yeah, you go back, rewatch that season one scene when Steve breaks the camera. You're like, yeah, Steve, Steve isn't really the bad guy here, is he? Well, I mean, he does do some pretty shady stuff in that season, but he's totally redeemed by now. Like Bree said, he's the single mom of the group. And it's they just need to put those two together in the season five. They gave them so many character moments and ways to build on their relationship. especially. And, like, yeah, we never get closure to when he's when he tells her about the uh the rv and the six kids he's like i left out one detail uh i was traveling with you you were with me nancy and then we get robin interrupting it so <laughs> i know see I know. and that has me nervous for steve in season five because yeah. like they gave him that big emotional like this is my dream and you're like oh the characters don't do well when they start talking about that before the problems are over like I know. Maybe and you should have saved that for after you beat Vecna. Well, did you guys see the article that talked about the Duffer Brothers pitch for season five to Netflix? Like, so they pitched it and the article said that the executives and everyone there when they pitched it were like in tears because of what they said was going to happen. Because the Duffer Brothers pretty much have full control of everything like the they, Netflix is I guarantee you season five is going to have the same if not more of a budget than this and this budget was insane because each episode costs 30 million dollars to make which for estimation and comparison the next thing next I mean it's it's the top but the next thing is the Mandalorian episodes which range from 12 to 15 million dollars so this is double the budget of that and there I mean yeah when you have an episode that has more special effects than all of your previous season I mean, there is just going to be a higher budget, but I can't believe that it was $30 million. But you can tell, like, the visual effects, the sound editing, everything in this season was absolutely, like, perfect. Yeah, there are problems with the finale narratively, but I think from a technical standpoint, all of season four was, like, just perfect. The sound design and the music that they chose, as always. Like, they've always gone really well. I don't know. There's just a lot that goes into this season. There's that, and then it, the introduction of Eddie, all of the character moments. Season four, I think you guys said that 
Ethan, you said that season four is your favorite. Bree, you said that season one was your favorite just because you couldn't get better than that. Season one's hard to beat, but I got to go with season four. For me, it's it's definitely the best. I'm not the biggest season three fan, to be honest. I, I, I just, I really thought, I binged that one in a day. So I ha- and I haven't seen it since then. So maybe there's that to do with it, but I don't like season three was just not it for me. And then it goes season two, then one, then four, because four was just so influential. And I think that is really going to stand the test of time. But I mean, where where is this going to go? You know, because is Vecna just going to come back and like attack them in there, or are they going to go to him? Like, where's this going to go? Well, you see that the upside down starting to eat part of Hawkins, so I think that's where it's going to go. Is you just get the whole the two worlds merging into one, and then our team has to try to stop it. I'm looking forward to it, especially because they're all together. You know, they can finally pool all their resources because it's as cool as it was seeing the group in Russia, and then the group in hawkins and then in las vegas which i am not gonna lie that was the only subplot i really wasn't as invested in because everything else was going on and then they were with 11 they were trying to rescue her i don't know i wasn't the biggest fan of all of that i think that millie bobby brown though did an excellent job this this season yeah and that that storyline really pays off when you have her piggyback into max's mind because you're like how how are they gonna get all these three storylines to connect when they're all so far apart but then when she's like vecna attacks in the mind and I can get inside Max's mind. That that was just such a cool concept and a cool idea. I, it's just so creative. I love seeing stuff like that. Yeah. Oh, for sure. I think, guys, unless you guys... Ethan, do you have any final thoughts for the season? on, on And on how you've kind of really wrapped up this as, like, a whole season of television. Is there anything else you want to say before we before we turn off the mics? Yeah, just a good season. The cast killed it this season. I love... Every every performance I thought was was really good. I do think the California storyline was a little bit lacking, and I do find myself not really caring about any of those characters at all. So that that part really is a downer. But every everything that happened in Hawkins was fantastic, and all the Russia stuff I did really enjoy it. So yeah, overall great season. I I thought it was so fun. I mean, the fact that we binged these hour long episodes and kept going is uh testament of itself and just I'm, I'm super pumped for season five yeah in three years whenever they decide to release it because i i think it's not even behind cameras yet so unless i'm unless i'm missing something i haven't seen anything about that um brie any final thoughts anything you want to mention before we turn off the mics i mean i just i think it was a really stellar season i think on the whole any missteps or or negative things you could say about it are greatly overshadowed just by the overall quality of the story the effects um those emotional moments that really hit and i'm not i kind of like where they left it off i feel like our characters are kind of in that like eye of the storm like it's calm Mm. for a moment and it's about to get so much worse where i i feel like we're about to see vecna start coming in and the uh other creatures like full force coming into um the real world um and that's going to be where that like final showdown is going to take place. Yeah, it's it's going to be huge, Ethan. Yeah, so I, I just I'm saying this to the Duffer brothers right now. So do what you did with season uh, five or season four, release it all. But the last episode, release that in cinemas. I want to go in theaters and see that with everybody. Ooh, 
That's a great. That's a great request, man. This is. I, I do think it deserves it. Absolutely. I mean, I think the whole thing. If anything, from season two on, I mean, fans would have clamored to see it in theaters. But if you're gonna have something that's two and a half hours, why not release it in cinemas? Make a little bit more money. You know, you know. I mean, Netflix could sure use it. They're broke as heck, so <laughs> I mean, they could they use could. it for sure. But I, oh, that's a great request, man. I'd love going to see Stranger Things in the theaters with everyone. Yeah, I'm excited to watch season five uh, with my ad paywall on Netflix. Because they're downgrading to the ad version. I was going to say, Netflix is is not doing the hottest right now when it comes to this. Are they going to do that before season five drops? Is that is that the plan <laughs> to keep people on board? Uh, probably. I mean, at the end of the day, it is a corporation. But at the end of the day, we are getting stellar television. So I will be tuning in when the Duffer Brothers and Netflix decide to release Stranger Things 5. But guys... Thank you for coming on and doing this. This is something that kind of came together kind of last minute. And I really appreciate this because, I mean, I've enjoyed this so much. I said to Ethan, we had to go do a podcast about Stranger Things and talk about this because it's been some of the most stellar television that we've seen in a long time. You know, we really should devote a podcast to Stranger Things in each one of its yeah. episodes. And you don't, you don't have to just narrow it down to television i think just content it's been some of the most stellar content we've gotten recently yes this and top gun have really elevated this whole summer season for me like top gun was absolutely spectacular so we've gotten a lot of good television and 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 movies and everything like that and it's not going to slow down because guys thor's coming out in five days so <laughs> let's let's look forward to that and, and like like I say, there's so much coming out right now. It's kind of hard to keep up with, but we're really getting a lot of good content. So, uh, Bree, I want to thank you for coming on. You've been absolutely stellar and spectacular. We couldn't have done this without you. You have yeah, Bree. Uh, yeah. If you want, we'll we'll give Micah the call. Tell him he's out of here. Yeah. We'll bring hey, Bri you know here. what? I'll I accept you know cash or credit. So hey, there we go. Maybe checks. You know. I'm still waiting on my paycheck from Ben, so <laughs> get in line. Oh, yikes, yikes. In a couple years, guys. In a couple years. But, yeah, no. no. My, Michael, we I love hope. you. He, know, he knows this. And, uh, guys, this has been absolutely spectacular and fun. I will see you both. I mean, it's we're recording this on July 4th, so um, we're about to go see some fireworks, hopefully, if it's not too rainy. But, uh, yeah, look forward to our Thor yeah, podcast. Yes, absolutely. I know. I Maybe know. to celebrate, we'll watch the Stranger Things season three finale with all the fireworks in there. Hey, yeah, that's right. Season three takes place during the, the, the fourth. So uh, we will see that. But guys, thank you for listening. Leave a review on Spotify, Apple Podcasts. Subscribe to YouTube. Follow the Instagram. Otherwise, I am Ben Rayside. I'm Ethan. And I'm Bree. And we all hope that you have an absolutely fantastic day.